0: Welcome to Cockpits and Cocktails, the lively aviation podcast where we talk about all things aviation and aerospace. So please grab a cocktail, let's chill out and talk about some aviation.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to Cockpits and Cocktails. I'm so excited about our special guest, Andrea. Is it
2: Andrea or Andrea? Whatever you prefer. I had listened to both of it.
1: Okay.
3: <laughs> what do your family call you? What does your family call you? Right.
2: So in Germany, it sounds very hard. It's Andrea. Oh. So it's That's what I was going to say. It's harder than that. But um, normally it's Andrea, Andrea, both as family. You and I talked um, yesterday, so it's nice to see you. Nice to see you too. And now in person, almost yeah. in person. Yeah, yeah. kind of. <laughs> Hi,
1: I'm Stephanie. Nice to finally meet you. Hi, nice to meet you too. It was such a pleasure to be able to experience such an amazing expo and um, especially with some of the big aviation names that I know um, and through Instagram, you know, we always look at other posts and feel like we know each other. And to meet each other is always really amazing. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you are doing in aviation. So about me, my
2: yeah, pilot's way was always that it was a childhood dream. So none of my family has ever been in aviation. And when I was about three, three and a half years old, I just saw some little model helicopters and airplanes and airships. And I asked my parents well, And they explained it to me. So I've never been even on any airplane. And so I was listening to their story, what they told me that you can fly like a bird and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I want to be someone who actually fly those things. So I was always up to become a pilot or an astronaut, even though I've never been sitting in any airplane or helicopter or whatever. And obviously not in an airspace yet. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was pretty much my way. So since I was three and a half years old, I always wanted to become a pilot. And I always taught my parents, yeah, I want to become a pilot. I want to become a pilot. And yeah, they were like, okay, if you wanna become a pilot, I wasn't that fortunate that my parents gonna take care of the cars or could introduce me to anyone because we didn't even know any pilot who could like sneak me in onto a cockpit, whatever. So when I was 10 years old, we finally went on a vacation and we flew to Morocco and I was sitting in that airplane. I remember that feeling like it was yesterday. I was so excited. I didn't care where we going. It was all about flying, actually. And um, when we were sitting there, and seat belts got fastened, and everything, and I was like, "Okay, now today it's gonna be the day." And that day really just burned in my mind and my memory. And I was like, "Okay, I always knew I want to become a pilot, but that day just confessed I want to become a pilot." So. At the age of ten, I was pretty sure one day I'm gonna be a pilot. So, as I mentioned before, my parents couldn't afford me a pilot license, and I was yeah trying to figure out how can I become a pilot. So I did everything. I was working on events. I was internationally working just to afford my license, and I was pretty old—not too old, but older than normal student starts. So and um, I started my company, I was working internationally, and one day I decided, okay, now I gotta go before it turned too old. <laughs> and I did my private pilot license in the US. And yeah, that's how I started back in 2017,
1: my pilot's license. Now let's tell everyone where home is. So at home, hmm, that's a good question.
2: So my home is international. <laughs> so I changed pretty much between Germany. I travel back and forth a lot between Germany and California. So I used to live in San Luis Obispo, which is super nice. It's in between Los Angeles and San Francisco. I lived there for a while. I'm pretty often in Los Angeles as well. Then I visit friends in North Carolina, I go to Nevada. So I always travel a lot within Germany and the US but I also go a lot to Spain, a lot to Thailand, a lot to Italy, like home is everywhere where I can find a helicopter and can fly.
0: (laughs) Wow. Um, Well, tell me, so I hear a lot of European Um, pilots actually come to the U.S. to train. Why is that?
2: So, first of all, I was, if I'm going to go for the pilot's license, I had the decision between going to the U.S. first or going to somewhere within Europe first, but there's a big difference between the two licenses. So, if you get your private license in Germany, for example, you have to get checked through each year, if you once ever got your American license, as we know, it never, yeah, never really expires. So if you're not proficient, you just do a flight, you do like a proficiency, but in Germany, you have to get a type rating for each kind of aircraft you wanna fly. So if you have an R-22, R-44, you need to have a typewriting for that. If you want to fly a B-3 engine or a B-2, you have to do a differential. So that makes it much more complicated between getting a license in Europe, especially in Germany, or having a license in the US. And uh, what also differs is that in the US, you can pretty much go anywhere you want as as, as long as you don't harm any field of property or person to do any off airport landing if you do it in europe or especially in germany you cannot just perform any off airport landing so that's such a big difference and i thought yeah flying in the us probably gonna be more fun than flying in Germany, so that's why I started with my private license in the
0: U.S. Okay, so what do you do? You fly an uh, R-22, doesn't sound like an airplane, fixed wing, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, so it's all helicopter-based till now, so I have my uh, commercial license in the U.S., but I'm also an ATP student for helicopters in Europe. So I do hold the commercial U.S. license. I'm holding an European license and I'm flying wherever I want to do. And I'm, I'm not really flying commercially. I fly more likely for fun. So I, if I ever go on vacation, if I ever go and want to experience new spots, I do fly and fly around either with my friends for fun. Enjoying the passion of flying. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, did you guys both go on the Airbus uh, helicopter at the heli yes. I was super jealous that I had no idea how big it was. Is that something like you're flying? Something that big? I'm not really familiar with helicopters. <laughs> so, that was huge.
2: It was massive. It was just so big. It has a capacity of 18 passengers. So that's something like super unusual for regular private pilot license holding helicopter pilot. Mm-hmm. So it's huge, it's massive. It's more likely used for, um, for oil rigs, for search and rescue, for the military use. That's this part of, Um, Helicopter use, but I do fly helicopter passenger capacities up to six persons. So it's a pilot plus five passengers and that's more likely you will find it in an A star like H125. That's the biggest model I flew by myself.
3: Well, it looked like they had filled that up. (laughs) I know that everybody was begging for a ticket. So I was with Cooper when she found out and she dropped, like, I think she jumped in the air and dropped everything on the ground. And I thought like something happened. And she's like, I gotta gotta, go, I gotta go. And I didn't even understand what was happening. (laughs) And it was all over flying in a helicopter i was like oh you're not even i i didn't realize that it was fake yeah and then when i saw the pictures you guys they made sure everybody (laughs) could get in that got in i was a little jealous i'm not gonna lie i think
2: cooper can confirm it's just so massive i i knew it from pictures i knew it from newspapers whatever but like standing in person in front of it it was It was so big and it had dimensions. It's not even comparable to normal helicopters. And it was a huge honor that Airbus picked me and of course Cooper and everyone else of us who went on board to fly and experience it. And when we had the demo flight and we were actually flying over Dallas, it was just magical. I had all these thing has a lot of power. So tell me, uh, what is this Heli
0: Expo that you two have both been talking about? Because I am not a helicopter person. I don't know a lot about it. What is it? And do I need to go next year? You I- definitely
2: need to go. So the Heli Expo is um, the biggest. So Heli Expo is um, hosted by the Helicopter Association International. And it's the biggest. Community or the biggest organization for association actually for helicopter pilots. So, there you're going to meet everyone out of the helicopter business it's mechanics, it's pilots, it's uh, distributors, suppliers, customizers. So, everyone who has anything to do with helicopter business you going to meet there. And it's the biggest
0: show. Uh, you have a, a huge following on Instagram. What was your uh, point in starting this Instagram uh, page? Was it all about showing your love of flying helicopters and aviation? And what do you hope that it does for individuals so
2: i pretty much figured out in the beginning i used my instagram just to show yeah what i'm eating what i'm doing all day so i didn't do it on the purpose to do any promotion on anything just to share due to the fact i always had a lot of international international friends i was like okay keeping up with my friends showing them what i'm doing where i'm going where i'm going to meet them next and The time when I started my helicopter uh, pilot study and went into the licensing, I figured out that there is a ton of people who would sit with me actually in the cockpit and see what I'm doing, where I'm flying, what I'm experiencing, where I'm
0: going. You're gonna continue kind of sharing that with everyone. Do you actually own your own helicopter? Do you rent? How does that work? especially like in Germany?
2: So um, in the US, I'm always renting out helicopters and I'm in Europe, yes. There are a lot of female um, Um,
0: helicopter pilots that you know or that you've gotten to know through the HeliExpo and Instagram. And what is it like to be able to connect with other female helicopter pilots? So,
2: um, For instance, it helped me to find a lot of other female helicopter pilots. So that is pretty neat. And I'm like, so I don't know, Lee and Cooper. So I met them before through Instagram, before I actually met them in person. And, um, it helps me to find other female pilots and also exchange the experience being a helicopter pilot. Okay, Stephanie, um, or Cooper, do you have some other questions?
1: Yes. Um, well, I have so many, I could sit down with Andrea all day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what would uh, two helicopter pilots talk about?
1: Helicopters. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Are there favorites? You know, like with airplanes, people have okay. favorite airplanes.
1: So do you have a, do you wear a helmet or not? non-helmet? And if you do, which one do you like? Not to brand, not to brand, because <laughs> a lot of helicopters want to know. So
2: I don't wear a helmet. So when I fly here in uh, Germany, they would like stare at me if I, <laughs> if I ever wear a helmet, even though I think it's the safest thing to wear it. So, Here for the operations, you don't really need a um, helmet, but I think in general, it should be mandatory. So it's just safer if you ever have a bird strike, if you ever fly door off, but I do pretty often, it's just so much safer to wear a helmet. So I know different brands and I'm really thinking about, especially for door off operations to get one but I'm not actually wearing one. But what I really recommend is to wear gloves. So I always wear uh, gloves, especially if you fly R-22, R-44, because yeah, if you really have to shut down the throttle, I think it's pretty slippery. And if you're doing a lot of operations, so if you do like a straight and level flight, it's pretty fine, but if you haven't, aircraft without any air conditioning and you're actually working a well lot with a helicopter I really recommend to wear gloves
1: oh my that's interesting my instructor has never said that because I fly 22 yes do you wear a helmet Cooper I do not but I think I just want one to be cool I, know. <laughs> I <you'd> want one. <laughs> sparkle it
3: and
0: bedazzle it of course Go <laughs> all right so how long did it take you to actually get rated um, a helicopter writing is that um kind of like the same as amount of time as it would take a private pilot to get their their license
2: so it's um the same i think it's the same it's 45 hours of training and um yeah just like the written exams you have to learn for that so for me it was okay because i have a lot of yeah family and friends in the us which are speaking english so for me it wasn't the barrier to learn english and to learn all about mathematics and physics and aerodynamics so i had like in germany you have concentrated courses on that if you do your high school so i had concentration on physics math and stuff like that, so I didn't have to learn it all over again, and so it took me not very long. It took me like till so I was ready to do actually my check ride. It took me two and a half months from the day I started. Wow. I have a
1: question. Um, you you know we are promoting these last say five to seven years. We really, as women, come together to try to um, increase the number of female pilots how is it in Germany or Europe how does it compare and what I don't
2: think there's any program because when I started here it was like okay just go to a school and sign in so there was no no really support from this side and I think to be Especially in Europe or in Germany, to be a female pilot, there's a lot of misunderstandings, especially if you're flying in your private clothes, like people waiting for the pilot, even though you just ordered fuel for the aircraft, so there are fun moments, but it's just people are not used to female helicopter pilots. I think they just have to get more used to it and have to get more aware that there are also more and more female helicopter pilots. But I think a program would definitely help, but I have never heard of any. Okay, so you said you don't fly, you fly for fun,
0: helicopters for fun. So then what do you do? What is what is your actual career in?
2: So my first career started in being an event manager. So I did international events and gas management for big car companies so there are a lot of german brands um, i was working for and after that or during that i started my own marketing company so i did a lot of marketing out of the marketing companies i created a new company so i have a brand for babies and kids fashion and as well an online shop and some real estate
0: That's so cool. I love hearing, you know, you see these people on Instagram and you know, they're, they've got more to them than just their Instagram stuff. And I think it's neat to find out, you know, you can do all these other things too, and you can still enjoy aviation as a hobby and not, you know, you don't, it doesn't have to be a career. It can be a fabulous hobby. And you've got all these different elements and sides of you that um, you can excel at. I think that's really cool.
2: Yes, and I can use it, So even though for business meetings, I'm just hopping on a helicopter and I fly there instead of sitting in a car, sitting in traffic jams, so there's always a way you can combine your hobby and your business, and now I'm doing my ATP license, I think, so I was always like, okay, I'm going to keep it for fun, I'm going to keep it for fun, but Due to the training in the yes, what is totally different than the other training, I figured out, okay, I do so much for fun. I do so much for my business, but what if I can't help with my passion? So that's one of the points why I'm going for the ATP license because I want to be able to do off airport landings, but at the same time, maybe one day there's a lack of search and rescue pilots or there's a lack of um, um, ambulance pilots. So then I can like, even though it's just part-time and it's probably not be the income as I have with my companies, but I think if you have any skills and you can help, why can I not help with that skill then? So I'm like transmitting it into ATP. Maybe one day I can help with that. I love that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Might as well, right? You know, be ready in
2: case you ever needed to to use
0: it or you had the opportunity, then you're ready. Um, We are
2: going to wrap it up. Do you have anything else you want to add? What I want to add is that I really promote any girl, any female, any women to get your first step into any cockpit, no matter if it's helicopter, if it's airplane, That if it ever was your wish to do so, just make a first step, just get into it. get in contact with people who are already doing it. Maybe they can help you to to yeah to overcome the first obstacles or the first questioning. Maybe they know someone who knows someone who will promote you or help you with the cost and with the coverage or with the study program or whatever. so anyone who will ever. Be in a cockpit, just n- never hesitate to ask anyone. Great, great advice.
3: It was so nice to finally meet you. I- I'm sure I saw you at the Heli Expo and I just
0: didn't.
3: <laughs> it was. <laughs> it definitely, and Mally, you <laughs> it definitely had
0: home. It. it was great. Yeah, it sounds cool, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. next time,
1: California, I'm Ooh. in an area we can get together.
2: Yes, we have to. We have to find fun spots to fly at, to fly there, to find some cake. So I'm really addicted to donuts. So <laughs> if, if you know any donut store we can fly to, I'm in.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have, have a great donut cake. store here. I love donuts too. I can
2: see you
3: two oh, just landing in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> the freshest donuts ever. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, We really appreciate it. It was great chatting with you and getting to know you. And I wish you all the best in your helicopter endeavors. And Um, hopefully you can just continue melding all your your interests and passions together and just keep on encouraging others to to pursue and look into aviation a little bit more. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much for inviting me. And it was a pleasure to talk to you. (laughs) Bye-bye.